Who are you? My name is Bond. I am I am Steve Rogers. Spartans! What do you want? Wanna play Psycho Killer? I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. E.T. Home phone. Boom, there goes more music. I need to learn how to do that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. If you're listening, I thank you for listening to the episode. I am Phil Better, the podcast mogul. Um, You are listening to the Phil Better Show. If you're watching this, I thank you so much. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button and all those fan things. And if you're watching, you kind of see a surprise off to my uh left it's uh is it my left or it's my right i don't know it's don't a, even yeah, bother wait, me. wait wait did you hear that can you wait, wait did you guys hear that <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that's right if you're a long time listener or a long time viewer of the podcast the man the legend the greatest montreal dj ever yeah i'm saying it mr overflow himself is back I'll, I'll pay you later. <laughs> oh, you always do, brother. How are you doing, Al? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, man? Uh, it's I'm been, s- oh, man, it's been how long? It, it's uh, been a couple episodes, I can tell yeah, you that. But no, it's yeah. been even longer. Yeah. Because um, we do backlog of episodes. But it's been a f- yeah. at least a solid two months. Yeah. Months, but, you, but the thing is, like, you, you know, I had, now I had the time. You reached out to me. I'm like, yeah, of course I would come on the show. Yeah, yeah I mean, everything like, uh, started working out with the change. Luckily, we changed the dates of when we record, so we're open yeah. here. You're not too busy DJing. I'm very, I'm very liking it because it's a new opening uh, yeah. intro. So I was just like, wow, this is yeah, you're, you're moving on up. Trying to, we're trying to. Uh, I can't promise that it, it's actually working. You're getting, but... you're getting there. Just you know, hey. one step at a time, right? So. Man, you, you, you're a legend in the game. Everybody's happy to hear your voices. I can tell you that. They, I've been getting questions. When is Al coming back? And I keep oh, wow. going to watch well, him I on got, his... I got fans, man. I got you got them. fans, man. I got, I got, I got to pay them, too. Jeez. Dude, I, when I posted in one of my groups uh, that I'm a part of, that I'm actively helping, because, you know, as a podcast mogul, I need to help my podcasters out. Mm. So, And someone was like, wait, wait, you, you and Al aren't breaking up, are you? They were seriously concerned because I mentioned like, yeah, we're going to be, there's going to be a changing in the, in the show format. Like, but like you and Alan breaking up, I'm like, well, uh, I can't. Well, we're not the Jonas brothers here. Like, <laughs> we're, and I just, the, way, the reason why I say that, because I did watch a few, the, the latest Jonas Of course brothers. you do. <laughs> I have to admit, I do you. like the Jonas brothers. I. You're a musician and it's perfectly fine because you are in that world. Like if I say that I don't like Joe Rogan, people are going to be like, what's wrong with you? But it makes sense to me to like Joe Rogan because he's a podcaster. So I analyze what he does. Do I like his episodes? No, but he has influential people on that can help me. Like, yeah, you know, when he like interviews Joe, Gary Vee. Yeah, but Joe Rogan, Gary Vee, they're like, you know they're hard knocks, but yeah, like they're... with the Jonas Brothers, it's like, oh, I like this is a guy that loves like Wu Tang and and well, no, because you, know, you love and, melody, and Kendrick Lamar. Dude, but you it... also love the funk, so like, don't 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 sell your show short. You're no, not a. Again, I secretly I have a thing for Nick. Hey man, I don't know which one. There, I don't know. Uh, it's which? Hard. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, is it the Jonas Brothers or the other? What's the other one? There's well, you're talking about the the brothers. There's Nick. There's no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. There's, there's a, there's Harry Styles. Sorry, the Styles. Uh, uh, 
The only again, I don't know. Okay, watermelon sugar, sure, that's like a summer hit, but I don't know any other. No, songs. no, I just love how Harry is just like out there. He's like he's fucking being his true, authentic self. That's all I'm saying. Dude, he's killing it right now, and yeah, I don't want to ruin it. anybody that hasn't seen you know a, a recent Marvel movie that came out in theaters. But I'm right, saying, I'm very he's excited. Killing it right now I'm as a, a singer, now to be an actor, and yeah, you know, it's... you know. Jesus, I was I was Harry Styles, you know. Oh, I think y'all. he's the one that I want to be like. What's the group's name again? I can't really. One Direction. One Direction. I like he's the most successful One Direction um, uh, member that's actually killing it right now. Not to All say right. that Zayn isn't, but what's up with him these days? Don't know. That goes to show how much my pop music game is. <laughs> you know more than me, brother. Two thousand twenty-one. The popping off. There's I'm, so much. I'm from. There. I'm gangster, pop, pop edition. Boom, boom. So what's I, I want to talk a bit of music with you because you are the music guy. You are my guy to. Uh, I talk to about music whenever we we you you hit me up with some great music before when we were when you were more regular on the podcast and we weren't in the, the funk that we were in the last two years. But anyways, um, I've been watching like these, like classic like um musical melodies like from queen or like evanescence and all this and mixing it with either really hardcore metal Mm -hmm. like i heard one mix um like queen's bohemian rhapsody with bodies hit the floor you saw that tiktok didn't you yes (laughs) it was insane uh it was I'm, like I'm. Just, I'm like I was like holy. Before shit. I continue, I am on TikTok, so just follow. Yes, me. and you you're doing this. He is doing this amazing thing. He's doing a hundred days of DJing, so he goes. Well, I live. do. I do a hundred days of uh, posting scratch videos for at least a there minute. So I do it on Instagram and I do it on TikTok. But eventually, I want to step up my TikTok game and do all these you know dances and what have you but yeah i did i have to save somewhere that particular video i don't know who did it but yeah it was queen's uh it was queen's oh, bohemian rhapsody and it's and the thing is Disturbs. i love i love uh, uh it's drowning pool oh it's uh, drowning pool yeah bodies wrestlemania okay. you know what i mean okay yes but, yes, yes sorry. but I, I love that song so it's like uh and that's it's weird to kind of see it, and it works yeah, it, it, there's been a few of them, like these hardcore metal songs. Well, like hardcore metal, whatever you want to yeah. call them. To me, they're metal. And mm. if I, I'm sorry, I do not know the subgenres of all metal. No, it's 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 metal. You you can even go as far as like new metal, you know, yeah, because well, that was what '90s, early 2000s. It was like 2000. I think it was like late '90s, like yeah, because I remember like '98 probably yeah. to like 2005. I think we had the, that. Was, was the that new, was my, like uh, Dragon Pool buys. That was like my high school yeah, yeah. like but again, I, I, remember I remember graduating like, 2000 uh, 2003 i graduated so yeah, 2005 same here. Same here, yeah. would be 2005 to yeah, yeah 2005 maybe we'll say like new metal start tapering out probably yeah. by 2010 it was like kind of i tapered. was i was a massive limp biscuit fan same like, here i had the red same. cap i had i didn't I have the, red the cap. khakis you know what I mean? Nike ass motherfucking pants i tell you what yeah Dickies. i was like the filipino fred durst at one point like, there we go oh my god yeah yeah, I mean, oh, so like, like Filipino, a Filipino wanted to be a white guy, basically. So. <laughs> no one wants to be a white guy. That was the only time anybody wanted to be a white guy was thanks to Fred Durst, and I don't know if that's a good compliment or not. Anyway, well, looked at him these days; he is old. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, he had the uh, white hair, white beard. 
Jeez. Like Santa Claus, basically. Yeah, scary looking Santa Claus. Like when uh, Nick, Na- uh, Rick, uh, Kevin Nash, like grew out his thing and he was all white. Uh, but ladies and yeah. gentlemen, you're not here to he- hear about. A- you're not here to listen to us talk about uh, our old school, high school lifestyle. No one wants to hear about that. You're no, here to hear. Said, we could say that for another episode for another time. Yeah, another you know? time. Uh, <laughs> you're here to listen to us talk about Quentin Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs, a classic. Oh. So oh wait, amazing. hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Really I also sure. got the soundtrack on vinyl. Yeah. I don't know how much I paid for this, but I remember it was quite a lot. But again, like any Quentin Tarantino, you gotta love the soundtrack, right? Yeah. Yeah. Spotify, you know what's funny is Spotify I just read this is again going with music, but Spotify just hooked up with uh Netflix to provide the uh the soundtrack to their movies. And TV shows. Yeah, which is... you. So, you, like, I don't know how many people here have... Uh, probably nearly, because if I'm not mistaken, I checked the Spotify data. You're all in our age range. You're like 25 to like 45, I think, is our age range. So you all remember how you could buy the movie's soundtrack on DVD. Mm-hmm. And that pretty much disappeared, and you can buy it on Apple now, but... And like Netflix never had a chance to do it because they didn't have it, and you have all these Netflix exclusive. Now they're teaming up with Spotify, which is fucking insane. I have a Spotify account. I have a yeah. Netflix account, so it works perfectly for me. Yeah, like I can go over. Okay, like Bruce, like Bruce. I'm looking forward to Bruce. Uh, yeah. And the soundtrack looks incredible. It's like one of uh, is it Halle Berry's first directorial debut or? Uh, yes, it is. It is. What I was told, that's what I remember reading, and it looks good from what I saw the trailer. Looks so. It's it just dropped, so I'm going to be uh, probably watching it a little later. But uh, I just finished yeah. Cowboy Bebop, amazing. But well, I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I was going to watch the first episode, but I like before we, we went out, I just told you, mm. I just finished watching uh, Red Notice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to, I do. But the thing is, I want to watch the anime series first yeah i see i'm not a huge anime guy so that's why i went with the uh the live action the live action but i don't know like i do want to see the live action uh, but i feel like i owe it to myself because i'm not again i'm not a big anime fan well no i love anime like japanimation style type of Mm -hmm. movies or shows but and i feel like because cowboy bebop is a classic amongst the anime world i feel like i should maybe watch it I'm more inclined to watch the animated version now that I've watched the Cowboy Bebop live action because I'm like, okay, this is badass. Now I want to see it in anime Mm -hmm. and see how accurate it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I now I'm not saying it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It is fun. I enjoyed it and it made me want to watch the original. So if you're a fan of the original, just be wary of. Like, have you completed the entire first season? Yeah, I just finished the whole. How how fast or is it is it is it something to binge watch through you can binge or... watch it but I, yeah. I i didn't because i was doing yeah. other things like a, okay. i'll watch an episode here like after work or something like that uh okay. i'm trying to limit the time i'm spent watching tv and that so no it's, which is a, it's a good thing you know <sighs> where's, where's your coffee man i thought you were I don't excited. Know. i thought you were excited to see me god i was it's this, <laughs> like it's it's like it feels like it's 10 o'clock and i should be in bed okay that's what it feels like it, it is depressing that it's like by four o'clock it's like you know sunset by 4 30 it's already midnight you know what i mean so yeah, it's it's insane uh, that's that's gonna be <sighs> six months of that so just you know beware power, power through power through i think i'm gonna start going to the gym <laughs> i i say that every month and i'm still like kind of like 
because the problem is, is like if I'm, the closest gym, I have to drive ten minutes to get. I just it. have to go over the bridge, so it's not that bad. But <sighs> it's it's you. getting fu- it's getting colder and colder and harder and harder to wake up earlier and earlier, you know. So, anyways, just but, just, just Rocky for it, and you know the montage and. Yeah, I wish I mean, montages were real and real uh, were actually able to be happen. Like you can fast forward. Like, <laughs> Let's see a montage of okay, cool. I'm good. I'm happy right here. That's uh, that's we're... that's YouTube and TikTok for you. you know, yeah, right. So, yeah. Uh, but no, we're here to talk about Reservoir Dogs, a classic Tarantino film. Mr. Pink, Mr. White, and all those fun things. Al, uh, why don't you tell us what you thought? Like, how many times have you seen this uh, Reservoir Dogs? Oh, dude, like I've. Yeah, yeah. You know, the mean, DVD and but the last like I'll say the last time I watched it was maybe a year ago because I I was I there was a point during the lockdown I was uh I was binge watching like older Tarantino movies yeah uh so I I'm pretty sure I've watched the Reservoir Dogs um like it it stands the test of time it's a simple heist movie gone mm-hmm. wrong you know what I mean and it's not it's and the of... thing. Out of order, which is amazing. Well, that's that's why I liked about Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. I have to put kind of those two to th- together. They're two oh. different movies, same kind of uh, like flavor and same same kind of like genre. And I liked that it was kind of purposely um, out of order, uh, just to kind of build suspense on the. Um, on the story but with reservoir dogs it it wasn't like it was a a big remember it wasn't a big movie it it, it came out in what 92 i think so yeah yeah and it was yeah 92 and it was there wasn't anything like it but again it wasn't like a big drop because it was kind of the first of its kind for what tarantino was trying to do well mind you he he was you know, because he wrote uh, was the Natural Born Killers and mm-hmm. True Romance, so it was kind of the same vein, but it still wasn't the flavor of what we know about Quentin Tarantino as a film maker, as a director, yeah, as, as a, a director. So, uh, so it was kind of cool to kind of just see his intake on on a heist movie gone wrong, and it just it it's and the thing is, it's like again, like all Tarantino movies, it's it's the dialogue. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, that really gets you through it, and yeah, you 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 see these characters, and they're like they're just all just like horrible human beings, but yeah. also you care about them at the same time. Well, um, you care about one of them because you find out that uh, who is it, uh, Mister Orange? He he's he's well, a cop. He's the cop. Spoiler alert! You feel yeah, but you feel for uh, Mister White. White he's the the one that cares for him but he was like he got tapped over yeah. you know what i mean so but it's just it's one of those movies where this at pop fiction and i know we talked about jackie brown a couple of months ago because i still have mm-hmm. it like up there perched uh again thanks for making my job a little harder now now i have to f- link to the episode in the show notes okay good yeah <laughs> you got weird. work that god saw it so, but uh, can, I, can I swear? No, I, yeah, you can swear. I, I'm trying to be PG for you, so it's okay. Don't be. There's uh, no PG. I don't believe in PG. Okay, fuck. Okay, uh, <laughs> but for the most part, I just like I think what I miss about like because 
obviously we know now that Tarantino is planning his final movie. We don't know what it is. A lot of speculations, but if there's a way that he can go back to the gritty kind of like dialogue crime movies that he did with Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, and I guess in a little sense, Jackie Brown, even though it, I wasn't necessarily a big, big fan of the movie, but even though I like it and I have it, um, I think it'd be cool that kind of him just kind of finishing his tenure as a director the way he started his tenure as a director, just doing something like that. But uh, because I don't, I don't know any other movies that's out there out these days that are something similar to uh, like a really overdriven dialogue movie. Like, hey, yeah, we got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but it's not my favorite Tarantino movie uh, in recent like like from his in recent in, time. In, in recent time, but. Uh, but it, it is a movie I I'll, I can watch over and over, and I could just like any other movies you could kind of pinpoint, and you can even like re, like like talk over the dialogue because you just watch it so much. So, and yeah, you feel you feel for these characters, and like even though uh, like I'm a big Steve Buscemi fan from the early days, so like for him like to see Mr. Pink uh, being just a prick, basically <sighs> his. Just him, just him, just Steve Buscemi being Steve Buscemi, because he's like the same thing in like uh, in a bunch of like the older movies that he was like in uh, what's it, Airheads, and uh, he just like that obnoxious like dick prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was a full on prick, and I love yeah. it. He played yeah. up to the thing, and then... so I kind of miss him being that. To be honest with you, uh, I'm trying to think of another Steve Buscemi like like oh he was uh, um uh the was it the Coen Brothers movie? Uh, Jesus Christ! No Country for Old Men. No, the the dude. Uh, oh, the Fargo. Big Lebowski. Okay, yeah, and also he was, wasn't he in Fargo? He was in Fargo, yes. Yeah, uh, man, I haven't watched Fargo in like years. Jesus, get on it's that. all right. Don't don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. I have it's not to because it's like I I I, 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 I like I was telling you before. I made you happy because I was I actually been going through a lot of my list through Netflix. So yeah, and Fargo is on list. that list, even though I've seen it so many times. The movie, not the TV. I haven't seen the TV show. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> here's here here's my thing. Oh. So I have a very close love for this movie because back in high school, all right, this is going back into the really early twenties, probably around 20, 2000, 2001. Those biscuit years. Very limbiscuit years. <laughs> very limbiscuit years. <laughs> Just after Y2K, the uh, the apocalypse was averted. Our one of our first apocalyptic events that was hit nationally. I was gypped. I was like waiting for like, I was one of those who'd be like, oh yeah, like you wanted the coming. apocalypse to happen. Yeah, right? doomsday wanted... coming, like the like Skynet falling. You know what's funny? We we in our lifetime we've survived at least two apocalyptic prophecies so oh. far. We have Y2K, and then we had the Mayan 2012. God, you remember that? Anyways, uh, back in the early days. Okay. This motion right now, oh, it's geez. like, how yeah, many well, more I'm... chances does Earth have? Like, I don't want to put a downer on anybody, but Jesus. Hey, <laughs> we keep coming back, man. We like Rocky. We keep winning. Um, but yeah, so my buddy, a good friend of mine, uh, Nick, he wanted to remake 
a high school version because he was heavily influenced by Tarantino, which is understandable. I don't know if he's still in the movie industry, but if he is, Nick, you're awesome. And if he hears this or anyone who's one of my friends who listens to this from high school, whatever, I don't know who you listen to this. Uh, yeah, share this. Share this with uh, Nick, please. Uh, but he was like, hey, I'm putting it together. And he's like, okay, we're going to do Reservoir Dogs. He casted our friends. I got Mr. White. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm Mr. White. Okay, I'm Ivory Keitel. Like, fuck yeah. Like, right there, you're a badass with Ivory Keitel, right? So we we filmed some stuff. We never end up finishing it because of, like, life or something. We graduate high school. I get my yearbook, and he signs it, and he goes, you were the first person I cast and the only person I could think of to play Mr. White. You have it, bro. Uh, Nick and I was like ah man like Jesus so I've always loved this movie because someone else like saw me in another character that I actually liked before like I watched this movie before I was cast or anything like that and I was like I like Mr. White he's a badass and he's like Phil I want you to have like a kind of a leading role you know like Mr. White is like one of the bigger chunkier roles in this movie you know no I think knowing you I, I could see like knowing you and your character and your and your sense of, uh, you know, Conrad, like you always like sinking forth with your friends. I think Mr. White is the perfect kind of uh, character, like cast for you, for the way he, you know, he, that he cares for, even though he doesn't need to care for anyone. Uh, the other, like in particular Mr. Orange, because he's supposed to play the rookie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then. But I, I do definitely see you as the Mr. White character for being the kind of the caring. Uh, like again, like you said, they're all jerks. But uh, the guy who looks out for the young gun. Yeah, pretty much. Like I, I, like me being wanting to be evil. I definitely would like to be Mr. Blonde. And of course, people. you want to chop someone's ear off. You son of That's a it, you know, and dance and dance. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, no, I definitely see you. Uh, if we ever decide to like go back to like doing, uh, uh, I could definitely now see you. Maybe you want to grow your hair a bit longer. Yeah, I, I may need to get the hair out, but I'm loving this fresh fade. So, or, I don't if, know. You, or if you're okay with a wig, you know, oh, I'll wear uh, a wig. <laughs> no problem with a but wig. But you look, you would look great in a suit. I'll tell you that. I know. I, I right now with the loss of weight that I've had. Uh, so yeah, everybody knows. Dude, me. I like, and I was, I want to say this before any, like, before we move on, like, this guy looks like. Stop it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Blush. I'm not gay. <laughs> but and I've said this before, like if if I were like you know living in San Francisco, part of like the San Francisco like gay bear club, whatever, I definitely would look out on you. Thank you, thank you. You're making me blush, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus Christ, Al, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And which way to hook you up? <laughs> there we go. Right, I'm not using my podcast to pick up women, but if you want, please email me. <laughs> Cheers. But you, yes, have the, um, you have the email and the links all there. So yeah, in the show notes, you can follow me. The show notes, me the comment section, yeah. it's all there. Just ladies, Montreal, 2022. There we go. <laughs> uh, the year of the fell. Uh, but yeah, um, Al. So the whole story is they're trying to rob this bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes completely fucking haywire. It goes bad. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. goes wrong. There's like only like three shots, uh, like three set pieces in this movie. Well, they're at the coffee shop in the beginning, right? Then you have the uh, warehouse. The warehouse where they are supposed to meet up. And the uh, just the alleyway. 
the alleyway. But they well, there was the flashback where uh, you know, whatever the old guy and, and the son, uh, Eddie, they convey with one or two of those guys before uh Okay, so yeah, like four set pieces. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, but so again, it wasn't like like pulp fiction where it's like all over yeah, LA. No, but it's like in yeah. it takes place kind of like in one major mostly in the warehouse. Yeah. It intersects, you have the coffee shop yeah. and uh the the alleyway yeah kind of like it opens on the alleyway doesn't like there was a there was a scene in the flashback where uh mr orange uh was actually conveying with his partner like how to proceed to to be the uh deep undercover right so yeah i remember that but it's not like again because he he made this but all of those could be could have been shot in the same like building well because again this movie was only shot like the budget wasn't big. I don't no. think this is one of the cheapest, uh, not the cheapest, but one of the less expensive shoots in Quentin Tarantino's filmography. At least that's to my knowledge. But and it, and and it doesn't feel that way. Like it, it doesn't feel like a low budget film mm-hmm. because no, he, he spent the money in the right places. He got the right kind of actors to portray who he needed to. He got the right equipment, and so you're you feel. Like, this isn't a student film. Like, you know, you can, like, like this movie could have felt like a student film because the people didn't didn't get the right actors, didn't get the right camera stuff, or didn't take the time. Whereas Again, Tarant- it's, it's all, what's, what's the genius about Tarantino is just, you, you could do so much with so little. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, and that's kind of his early work of a lot of this movie. And then, you know, you give him a big budget, and then there's your Kill Bill and your... And your uh, Gorgeous Bastards and your Django Unchained, but I, I, you know what? I appreciate more of his filmography when he started, versus not to say that I don't like any of those the newer movies that came out for the last fifteen years because I love them. Well, hit or miss with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood type of thing, but it's him. He's yeah. flexing his. He's being yeah. an artist. Yeah, he's well, again, he, he's a film. He's a film aficionado right yeah you he's know? just trying he's it's kind of, I, I i equate him with edgar wright oh. edgar wright yeah edgar wright. Uh, um not to the, get off topic but have you seen no i have not seen last night in soho i'm so excited for it um what i love about edgar wright is he does not do the same genre no. of movie no. and whereas quinn tarantino kind of is the same but yeah. isn't because most of all his underlying movies there's like crime it's all crime based well the thing is you know what now you speak about edgar wright like i did see last night uh soho, in soho and it's a completely different from his other uh movies that he did in the past because it's a it's a suspense mystery but he did i did read a lot of interviews with edgar wright saying that he contributed this kind of shift because he idolized Tarantino, yeah. So he, I guess, he wanted to just try something different. Mm-hmm. And to me, I, well, actually, I don't want to say what I. I want you to see the movie, and we'll talk about it some more, uh, either through here or just to tell me when you see it. But I'll just say for the most part, he did contribute the fact that he decided to go a different route because of what Tarantino was trying to do, trying to do different things with different subgenres of movies, right? Mm-hmm. So, because he did eventually do kung fu he did a war crime and he did you know um and he did he did a kind of his like mockumentary on hollywood with 
uh, with Once Time Hollywood. But uh, but yeah, it's just again, it's I've always liked a lot of filmmakers who've done a lot of things in the beginning because you do see where their shine kind of starts. Like I would mm. say the same thing with um, with Christopher Nolan when you know I I love Memento uh, because that's his. No, it's not his first movie, but it was his first kind of big movie. Yeah. So, and and that's kind of where with Tarantino, I I could watch, you know, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, uh, and and just and it's it's timeless to me, even though it is kind of dated because you know that it's like you know, um, it is like like late well early nineties, you know what I mean, mm. but. Uh, but again, watching those movies is also too. It, it kind of gives me a kind of a flashback of how I, for some, you know, I do miss the nineties. You know what I mean? So yeah, I miss being a kid, innocent or like a punk kid or going into high school. You know, it's the like the world Wonder is years. against you type mentality. It's like it's like the Wonder Years, right? So you just go flashback and you you're basically your own inner uh, narrative about thinking of like a lot of things. So it's like. Well, they're bringing back the. Speaking of the '90s, they're bringing back the the '70s crew for the '90s. Yeah. Show, so, anyways, we're not going to be talking about that. No, comment. no, no, no talkie. I'm no talkie. interested in it, but no comments. No comments, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're coming to the end. So, Al, how many diamonds are you giving this movie? What's the limit? Ten. Sorry, ten diamonds. I want. I don't want to be like an overkill and say ten. I'll say. Uh, a respectable 7.5. I could go higher, but I don't want to set the standards depending if we're going to keep doing this. No, no, no. no. It changes. From, there's no set. Like, you can go eight here and next week we can review another movie and you can give it, like, five tires. Like, I just pick up random. We don't have a set thing. It's like back in the day with the fil- when you were on. That that thing has not changed. Our rating style has not changed. I just pick a random object. Just, from okay, so it'll be, okay, whatever. Eight, 7.5 diamonds plus one DVD. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, the greatest man who ever who broadcasted live on the Phil Better Show, my hero, my homie, the DJ Overflow. I don't, but I don't, I don't have, I didn't set the standards, right? Like, like people could surpass my. No, never. <laughs> Our bromance, it was so strong, people were crying, crying when they found out that you had left the show. I'll pay them later. <laughs> there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Phil Better. I'm giving this movie a solid eight diamonds and a possible broken leg from a, a bullet wound. Um, this is, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to pull things from the movie uh, into my it's, review. It's, it's the piece of ear. Oh, yeah. Eight, sorry, eight diamonds a, and a piece of with ear. With a razor blade. Yeah, there we go. Sorry. That's, that's creative. You know what I mean? So. Anyways, that was the most gru- gruesome scene ever. No, you don't see it, but, but it's still, just, it's just like the, the idea. You just get the shivers. The idea is there, but the dancing it amplifies it. Because oh yeah, just the he, twistedness. The guy doesn't care. He's gonna do it, yeah. and he's, he's already figured he's dead. That's why I'm like, I feel like I should live vicariously through Mister Blonde. Yeah. Okay. It's, just not, you stay away minus, from me minus and minus razors. The killing. I'm just okay, saying, oh, like. Yeah. Do the Anyways. heist, make the money, and then just live free and dance. 
Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this is a throwback to the year, one of the or earlier episodes of the Feel Better Show with my man, DJ Overflow. I love his face. I'm so thankful he could be here. And maybe he'll return. I don't know. We have to discuss that. I'll but say this. And- like, I'm, I'm, if I can get my schedule in order. Well, no, I, it varies. But I'll definitely, I'm definitely coming back. You hear it here I first. Said it. Boom. It's either that or Phil will literally just find me and kill me. But no, I'll, I'll, I'll be back. Let me pull Mr. White. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Phil Better Show. Make sure you follow us all on social media. Uh, it's the Phil Better Show on everything. I love your faces, everybody. Have a good day. And remember to stay hydrated. <laughs>